Hey, I'm Pastor Joel, and I just want to say thank you for downloading or streaming this message today. My prayer for you is that you're blessed by the content that you hear. As a church, our desire is to make disciples of Jesus, and we do that by helping people to trust and follow Him in every aspect of their daily life. So if this is something that blesses you, we just hope that you'll feel free to share this with others so that they might be encouraged and challenged by it as well. Well, we are glad to be here at the Kingsport Farmer's Market today, and if you are new with us, a guest of ours, we're glad that you're here with us. Dads, we want to say Happy Father's Day to you once again, and we are continuing in our teaching series uh, that we've been calling Relation Slips, and so we've been going through this for about the last six weeks and talking about things that pertain to marriage, and then we've shifted in the last three weeks to talk about things that pertain to, uh, to parenthood. And so we started this series on Mother's Day, we're wrapping it up today on Father's Father's Day, that's a pretty good way to book into those things. Uh, but as we're talking about parenthood today, I want to ask you this question. When you think about a weapon, if I put a weapon in your hand, would you know what to do with it? Would you be able to use it well? Uh, there might be all kinds of weapons I could put in your hand. We could go down like the, I was thinking about the Ninja Turtles this morning. You could have a bow staff or size or a katana blade or nunchucks. Like I could put all kinds of things in your hand. But when you think about what you can do, there are things you can use weapons for, for offensive purposes. There are things you can use weapons for, for defensive purposes, that you could defend your home. You could take care of your family, different things like that. Weapons can be used for good. Weapons can also be used for evil. And so when we think about weapons this morning, we take a look at some of these things and you would not be surprised to know that you can use a weapon for all kinds of different reasons, but would you be surprised to know that when you think about how God talks about the kids that he's put in your hands, he thinks about your children as weapons. Some of you would go, yeah, that's not a surprise at all. To me, sometimes my kids are like weapons of mass destruction. They kill everything around us and our house is a chaos all the time. Uh, but God thinks about our children as weapons in our hands. And so we're going to be sitting today in the passage of scripture from Psalm 127. If you have the app and you want to follow along with us, or if you want to open up in your Bibles to take a look at this together, here's what I want to ask you to do as we read this passage of scripture. If you're sitting near your child today, even if you are an adult with an adult child, that's okay too. Go ahead. And here's what I want you to do. Grab the hands of one of your kids that's sitting close to you as we read this passage of scripture. And I hope you'll understand why I'm going to ask you to do that in just a second. Now, adult children are going, oh, don't hold my hand, please. You know, and even to teenage children, especially my kids are glad I'm not sitting over there with them right now. But here's what I want us to see. Psalm chapter 127 verses three through five say this, children are a heritage from the Lord offspring, a reward from him, like arrows in the hands of a warrior are children born in one's youth. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. Now, I want you to do this. If you're taking notes this morning, you're using our app or you like writing things down, here's the first thing that I want to give to you as you're writing some things down today. You are raising an adult. Now, we've talked through this series the last two weeks about the idea that we're raising worshipers as parents, our job is to help our kids become worshipers of Jesus. We talked uh, last week about the fact that we're raising sinners, that our kids inherently know how to sin because they receive that from us. So we have to guide them and discipline them along the way so that they have productive lives. But today we want to look at the fact that you are raising an adult. Now, I'm not talking about you parents that already have adults sitting beside you. I'm talking to those of you specifically with younger kids this morning. 
to start having the mentality, to start having the thought process that the child I'm raising, the child that lives in my home right now will not always be a child, but one day will be an adult. And my job as a parent is to prepare to launch them out for life and to prepare to give them something to shoot forward for, that God tells us that we have been given arrows in our hands and is a weapon in our hands that the job of an arrow, when you think about an arrow that looks like this, maybe this is one. Now this one doesn't have the uh, sharp razor point tip on it. This is just one for target shooting, but an arrow in your hands, if you have a bow and an arrow, you're gonna launch this thing out. And we're gonna talk some specifics about that in just a few minutes. But the job of an arrow is to be launched. And God doesn't just talk about the children that live in our homes and how they're arrows. He gives a second part of the illustration. He says, as adults, as parents, we're warriors. So we have to have the mentality as a warrior with a weapon in our hand, the child that lives in your home, that God is prepared to launch for life and to send them out. And it's your responsibility with a warrior's mentality of how you're gonna launch your kids into life to be successful and to be kingdom-minded. So I want us to talk about those things this morning because the question is not just, will my child one day leave home? The question is, how will they be prepared to live once they do? Now, some of you may be going, are you sure the kids are gonna leave home? Because I've still got some older kids living in our house. We're trying to move them on, but it's their failure to launch kind of thing. And so I get that, but here's what we wanna do. Successfully, when we think about the direction we're going and the things we're aiming for, the question is not, will my kids one day leave? It's how are they gonna be prepared to live when they do? What's my responsibility as a warrior parent to launch my kids for life into adulthood. And so let's talk about these things for just a couple of minutes. First, let's talk about arrows. And if you're taking notes this morning, write this down. Arrows are designed to be launched with intentionality at a target, right? Like that's the intent of an arrow. Launch it with intentionality at a specific target. And we had an idea this morning that we were going to have somebody come in here with an actual bow and arrow and a target, maybe one of those, you know, pretend or whatever you find and, and shoot that thing. The city of Kingsport, when we asked about that, they didn't think that was such a great idea uh, to have somebody come in here with a legitimate bow and arrow and shoot that thing. So we're gonna go to the next best thing. I'm gonna ask my son, one of my arrows, to come up here. Grayson, why don't you come join me for a second? We couldn't do the, uh, the legitimate bow and arrow, so you get a Nerf bow and arrow. All right, so here's that. I want you to go stand over there right in front of the, the camera thing, okay? And here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna have you launch at this Try to hit this target. Wait, I feel, it's kind of one of those like, what if he hits you in the head moments, right? It's like, well, it's just a risk we're prepared to take to give this illustration this morning. Uh, I think I'm gonna do this though. Why don't you back up just a little bit? You're too close, too close. You're too close. You're, you're too close. Okay, you're still too close. Come on, son, entertain the people, let's go. There you go, all right, let's try that. Now, we didn't practice from this distance, so let's see how this goes. All right, that was pretty good. You want to take another shot? Yeah, you guys give him a hand. That's awesome. Do you want me to do a moving target? Would that be helpful for you? No, let's do Okay, normal standstill target. Here we go. Yeah, there we go. All right, fantastic. Good stuff. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate that. Well, if you've ever seen someone shoot an actual bow and arrow with an actual target that they're shooting at, you know this, that arrows are launched with speed, with care 
with precaution, with intentionality, right? All these different things that go into shooting these things, but the goal is always to strike a specific target, whether that's for the purpose of hunting or simply for target practice. You're shooting at a target. So the question that we want to think about this morning, because we have this knowledge now that God has put kids in our hands as arrows in the hands of a warrior. So we need to start thinking, then what's the target? As a parent, what am I shooting for? What do I hope to achieve with my kids? So here's the two questions. What are you launching your kids toward? And what's the purpose of the arrow in your hands? And you may have lots of answers to that question. You may go, well, I really want my kids to grow up to be productive members of society. I hope that my kids will be financially independent and stable, that they're going to have their own ability to live that way. Maybe you think I'm trying to raise my child to love and serve their fellow man and to make this world a better place. And I would tell you this, all of those things are great answers. And I want all of those things for my kids. But there's something that I think as Christian parents that we need to be thinking even on a deeper level about. So I want to give you this idea this morning that what we're looking to do, the perspective of a disciple of Jesus with kids that are arrows in our hands as warriors is I want my kids to transition to adulthood with their own faith in Jesus and their own walk with him that they're able to go out and live their lives for the glory of God and make kingdom impact and have kingdom purpose. And so a way to shorten that down, if you're taking notes, just write this down because here's the next thing you're going to find on your outline. The target of Christian parenting is a child with a personal faith in Jesus that's reproducible. That we want to be disciples who make disciples who can make disciples. I don't just want to have children who are good quality people who live in the world and are moral and do the right things and are financially successful and live on their own and give me grandkids one day. All of that stuff is great. But the goal of Christian parenting is to invest in our kids, to train them up, to know Jesus, to have a personal faith with Jesus and to be able to reproduce that faith into the lives of others. And so that's the goal, the things that we're shooting for when we're thinking about being parents. So we've talked about this idea of arrows. Now let's look at the second part of the illustration that Jesus gives us or that God gives us in scripture. He calls us warriors. So when you think about a warrior, what kind of things come to mind? And we could do like the kids just did a second ago and I could ask you to yell out stuff, but we'll avoid that for now because I'm sure I couldn't hear everybody in the room. But when you think about a warrior, let me just give you a couple of things and they're on your outline if you want to fill in a couple of these blanks. Warriors are trained. They're skillful. They're purposeful. They're experienced. They're intentional. Like when you think about warriors, maybe it's a military type of warrior, maybe it's something else, maybe you think about uh, something that you've watched on movies and TV, Indian warriors, whatever it may be that you send out the troops to go into fight or to do something. When you think about a warrior, the mentality that they have, warriors are trained, skillful, purposeful, experienced, and intentional. And so I want you to remember what we said a few minutes ago. The question is not whether or not your kids will leave home. The question is what are you training and providing them to do and know how to be launched? Right, and so I read a story this week about two men who claimed to be Christians, but they made their home a living hell for the two kids that they raised in separate places of the world, different parts of time. One man 
claiming Christianity, would beat his son so severely that throughout his childhood he had internal bleeding and he urinated blood often throughout his childhood. The second dad had a kid in his home that he beat one time so mercilessly that he ended up in a coma for several weeks that doctors didn't know if he was even going to survive or not. You would know the names of these two kids because when they grew up, they changed the world. The first one was Joseph Stalin and the second one was Hitler. Now let me ask you a question. They were arrows sent out into the world. They had parents who had a mentality of a warrior, but they bent that and shaped it the wrong way. And the end result was the lives of millions of people being annihilated on this planet. So when you think about that and you think about our place as worshipers of Jesus in a home that gives us an opportunity to raise up kids, to be launched out into the world, to make an impact, to make a difference, what are you sending them out to? Do you think that Stalin and Hitler probably took from their childhood some things into the adult world? That they thought this world is a dark place, it's full of hatred, the way we treat people is one way, it's abusive, it's harmful, it's dangerous. All of these things are lessons they learned from their parents, a warrior with an arrow in their hand. And so Christian moms and dads, you've got arrows in your hands. You're a warrior. And God's asking you to launch them out for life. How are you prepared to do that? And how are you preparing them to live? It's why we have to be diligent to raise our kids in the ways of Jesus. And when we think about that, one of the most famous verses of scripture that we per, uh, put into the mode of parenting comes from Proverbs chapter 22, six. You could probably quote this. It says this, Start children off on the way they should go. And even when they're old, they will not turn from it. Now, some of your translations say, train up a child in the way they should go. That passage, that, that word there is a Hebrew verb, train up. It's hanach. It's a verb that means to put something in the mouth or to be tasted. The idea behind it is that as a parent with a young child, you would put something on your finger and put it in their mouth and let them taste it for the first time. And just to get that taste of something that they would go, ooh, I want more of that. Did you ever do that as a parent with your little kids? Just put some, something sweet on your fingertip and put it in their mouth and they go, oh man, I want some of that. When we were trying to teach uh, my older son to move from a sippy cup to drinking from a real cup with a straw in it, he had a hard time as a little like two, three-year-old of, of that sustained sucking motion to get the drink all the way up the straw and into his mouth. So one of our friends one time said, hey, let's buy a milkshake. Let's get the milkshake right up to the top of the straw and then let's just let him suck that part in. And man, as soon as he started drinking that milkshake and sucking in from that straw and that sweet taste of milkshake went into his mouth, his eyes got big and he was like, that is some sweet deliciousness. And he started sucking for all of his life's worth and he's never stopped since then. It's every day, it's like, can I have a milkshake? Can I have ice cream? Can I have food? Like, just give me more of that deliciousness, right? And so it's some of that thing, it's the same intent. Train up a child, give them a taste of how good a life following Jesus can be. Give them the flavor of a relationship with God that shows there's nothing else in the world that you're ever gonna pursue that's gonna be better than this. 
This is what you want to be about for the rest of your life. Give your kids a taste of that. Let them see it. Train them up in the way that they should go. And when they're old, they will not depart from it. And so that's what our faith in Jesus is like. And as parents, we're meant to continually train up our kids, letting them experience that. But here's where I think this verse sometimes gets taken the wrong way and in a bad extent. Because there are people who I talk to all the time that claim this verse as a promise. This is what it said. This is what it's supposed to do. So here's the next thing I want you to see on your outline. Proverbs 22.7 is not a promise. Proverbs 22.7 is a principle. Right? This comes from wisdom literature. It's a principle, not a promise. It's taking the idea that more often than not, if you do this, these will be the results. More often than not, if you take this path, this is what's going to happen. It's not meant to be a promise. It's a principle. And here's where the illustration of the arrow breaks down and why I want to talk about this verse for just a minute this morning. Because when you think about this and you think about an arrow, what happens when you pull back an arrow and you aim it at a target, it's going to go the direction that you shoot it. Once you let that arrow go, it's flying with such velocity, with such speed, with such power that it will go where you aim it. An arrow is not going to get halfway down to its target and take a hard right and choose to go a different direction because an arrow doesn't have free will. Our children do. And it's one of the realities of life that even if you do the best job possible of raising your kids in the way they should go, there is a possibility they will stray from it. That's just the reality of life. Because our kids have to make choices for themselves if they're going to continue to follow Jesus or not when they leave our homes. You're raising an adult. And adults will make decisions for themselves. So parents, here's what I want you to hear this morning. If you have raised an adult and you've already launched them off for life and they've not continued down the path that you've set for them, I want you to take heart this morning. You didn't necessarily do anything wrong. I have this conversation with parents all the time. Well, what did I do wrong? They're not following Jesus. Great parents don't always raise Jesus following great kids. The same way that bad parents don't always raise bad kids. Our children have to make the determination for themselves if they're going to follow our example and go after and pursue Jesus. It's your job and my job to give them the best taste of Jesus possible. To say, I want you to know, nothing you can chase in this life is better than him. So what do we do then? If we've got that child that's not following the path that we set out. Well, I think that we need to have some grace for ourselves because God has grace for us. And I think we also need to think about the story of the prodigal son. And the story that I would relate to you from the prodigal is that when we see this person who chooses to go away from his dad, who wants to go off on his own and do his own thing, the dad doesn't necessarily chase him down, he doesn't go and force him to come back and live the life that he wants, he allows him to go. But every day, The dad stands at the window of his home and he looks out the road and he waits for his son. And I'm sure he's praying for his son to return home. That's what I think we have to do as parents. If we have kids that are not following Jesus like we would hope for them, you keep the door open. You continue to pray. 
You continue to ask God to give you opportunities to speak into their life, to speak truth and hope and love into their life. And then you let God do the work that only he through his spirit can do to change their hearts. And so that kind of gets us to the relation slip that we see in this part of our illustration this morning. The next blank on your outline is this. The relation slip occurs when we try to control the outcome of our kids' lives. If we're going to try to control their behavior in the present, then we feel like we have the ability to control their future, to try to find ways to tell them, well, you are supposed to do this, I'm going to control you, and I'm going to make you do what I want. That's not going to end in a good relationship. And so the relation slip that we have comes when we try to control things. And here's what I want us to hear this morning. We have to trust God with our kids. This is the next blank on your outline. We are stewards of the gifts that he's given us. We are stewards of the arrows that he's put in our hands. We're not owners. We don't own our children. God has given them to us for a limited amount of time, but they belong to him. And we have to parent them with that mentality. He's placed them in our hands. And so I want to go back and look at Psalm 127 again. We looked at verses three through five, but if you go back and look at the first two verses in that passage, here's what you find. Psalm 127, one and two, unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labor in vain. And unless the Lord watches over the city and guards stand watch in vain, in vain, you rise early and stay up late toiling for food to eat for he grants sleep to those he loves, right? And so here's what we see. It doesn't do any good to build something unless God is in charge of it. Because there's, it's in vain. Unless the Lord builds the house, you labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, it doesn't matter if you put guards at the city, God has to watch over that. It doesn't matter if you try to provide for your family and bring rest and peace to your home, God has to provide those things. And then he moves from that description in verses one and two, and he says, children are an inheritance from the Lord. They're gifts from him. And so when we see this and think about this, we go, man, God is the one that our kids belong to. We don't own them. We don't control them. We have to give them over to God. And here's what I want you to hear this morning. God gives us kids and we have to trust him with the ultimate outcomes of our efforts to raise them. And here's why I say that. Because we're not perfect as parents. Not one of us. Nobody that you see in this room did everything right raising their kids every time. It just doesn't happen. In fact, one of the best things that you can do as a parent when you mess up is go to your kids and say, I'm sorry. Dad doesn't always do this right. Mom isn't always perfect in the way she parents you and the way she disciplines you. And, and, and I'm not always right. I have to have that conversation with my kids over and over again. Man, I, I'm sorry. I, I was... I was angry in that moment when I said something that wasn't the right way to, be, to respond. Hey, I, I'm sorry, this is, I, I misperceived what was going on in that situation, so I, I took a wrong course in disciplining you and talking to you and, and guiding you, and so I, I'm sorry. Right? And it's okay to admit you were wrong as a parent because you're not in control anyway. So find ways to go back to your kids and bring the relationship back. And so I want you to think about how Jesus did this with his disciples, not to apologize to them, but how he raised them up to launch them out. The Jesus did this and prayed for his disciples on the night of his arrest. 
he entrusted his disciples to his father. And you're going to hear Jesus say in John chapter 17 that you gave me these disciples, so now I'm giving them to you. I'm sending them out. They're from you, and now I want to give them back. Jesus revealed the Father to his disciples, and then he prayed that God would take what he had done and protect his disciples from outside influence that would shape them in a different way. And so parents, that's what I want us to do today. I want us to learn to pray John 17 over our kids. I'm going to read you just a portion of this and let you hear what Jesus sounds like as a parent. Now, Jesus isn't a literal parent, but he's a spiritual parent to these boys. He's raising them up spiritually to launch them out. Here's what Jesus says, John 17, verses 6 through 11. I have revealed you, he's talking to his father, I've revealed you to those whom you gave me out of the world. They were yours, you gave them to me, they've obeyed your word. Now they know that everything you have given me comes from you, for I gave them the words you gave me, and they accepted them. They knew with certainty that I came from you, and they believed that you sent me. So I pray for them. I'm not praying for the world, but for those you've given me, and they are yours. All I have is yours, and all you have is mine, and glory has come to me through them. I will remain in the world no longer, but they are still in the world. And I'm coming to you. So Holy Father, protect them by the power of your name, the name you gave me, so that they may be one as I am one. Now, this begs the question of what do we do as parents if our child grows up and goes this way? That he doesn't follow the path. And again, I think we have grace. That we look at the story of the prodigal and we say, we pray for our kids. We pray, God, you protect them. You bring them back. You let me see the day when I can see my son returning home, when I can see my daughter returning home, that I can go and run to them and wrap my arms around them and then welcome them back in and show them again the goodness of God and give them again a taste of his greatness and his glory and his holiness. That's our objective and our desire as parents, you never know what God's going to do in the life of a prodigal child. We just have to keep praying and keep the door open to restore the relationship that's been broken. And so here's where I want us to start closing this morning. I want us to think about one last illustration. Because this idea that we have kids in our hands that we launch out for life, it also makes me think when I think about the word launch of NASA. We've probably all seen NASA launch rockets and spaceships up into orbit. And so here's the thing that's cool about that. If you've watched uh, a, a, a rocket take off, there is an immense amount of power that comes in those first initial uh, moments of thrust that send a rocket up into orbit. In fact, they will burn more fuel in those first few moments of the rocket launch than they will the rest of their journey combined. And in a lot of ways, that reminds me of what things are like in our home as we're raising kids. That when we think about this, we go, there's the first 18 to 20 years of life that you're just pouring into your kids. It's fuel on the fire. It's putting things into their hands, teaching them how to do things, training them up. It's just investing and investing and investing. You are pouring fuel into the lives of those kids so that the rest of their life, the hope is that they will walk with Jesus and know how to burn for him on their own without you pouring fuel onto the fire. And so with that idea of a space launch, 
We go, this is what we want to do for our kids. There's a great quote by a guy named Bob Record that I read this week. He says this, we give our kids roots to give them wings. We give them a launching pad so they can take flight. That idea of going, while you're in my home, these first 18 years of your life, I want to root you deeply in the things of God. I want to put down roots. I want to help you put down roots that you know how to get nourishment for yourself, that you know how to, to come alongside of your relationship with God that's yours, it's personal, it's a personal faith. It's not because I tell you to believe this, but you develop roots into a relationship with Jesus that's going to help you grow and flourish for the rest of your life. That's our goal. That's our objective. And so as parents, we need to think about raising adults and know that all along the process, they're just little moments of letting go. Like all along the parenting journey, there are little moments of just letting go. I'm saying, hey, I'm, you know, that, that first time they go and spend the night at a friend's house away from home, it's a little letting go. Now, whatever that may be, that school trip that they take out of state, just a little moment of letting go. Prom, whatever, it's a little letting go. All of these things accumulate with little letting goes until one day they're off on their own, they're living life. You've raised an adult. So some questions for us to think about as we're moving toward this target, and here's where we close this morning. Let me just give you some questions, and they're on your outline if you're following along on our app. What's the target or the goal of my parenting? How do I trust God with my kids and with their future? How would thinking of myself as a warrior and my kids as arrows change my approach to parenting? In what ways do I need to begin letting go or preparing to let go as my kids mature? What can I do to help my kids taste the goodness of God and desire more of Him? And who do I need to ask for help so that I can take next steps in these things? And so when we think about this today, and when you leave here, man, the idea of just saying, I'm, I'm a, a parent raising kids who are going to be adults. What's my target? What's the goal? How do I accomplish these things? How do I give them sweet tastes of the glory of God? And then I love that last question. We're not designed to do life alone. There are people ahead of you who have great experience of raising kids who would love to talk to you, to you about their successes, about their failures, who would love to, to guide you along the way. Get some Christian mentors, some people that are a little bit ahead of you in the journey of life following Jesus, who have raised kids to know him and love him, and ask them to help you along that journey. And so that's the challenge this morning. As we think about this, and as we close up this series, that you have a responsibility like arrows in the hands of a warrior to launch your kids for life. Thanks so much for checking out our message today. We hope you are challenged and blessed by it. We want to invite you to come and worship with us in person if you live in the Tri-Cities area. We meet on Sunday mornings at 9 and 1045 a.m. at One Fellowship Point in Kingsport, Tennessee. You can also get more information about us from our website or our mobile app. Have a great day.